Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Tony Beeman here again from BlackInc.tv, and we have another incredible guest on the show today. I cannot wait. We got Brooklyn in the house. Oh my gosh, Monique Marshall has done so many incredible things. Um, she is an entrepreneur, thought leader, influencer, and I am embarrassed that I did not know this. She actually has the number one business podcast for black entrepreneurs, Black to Business. I like that. That sounds got a good ring to it, like black ink. <laughs> but Monique, my gosh, you know, you've done so many incredible things. I be I don't want to take away, but you know, uh, welcome to Black Ink. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very, very honored. Now you're from a, a small town in Georgia, from what I've uh, read. Is that, is that is that correct? Yeah, you've done your research. I love it. Yes, I am. Tell, from... me, tell us how you grew up, because you know, uh, you know, there's a, we got a couple of. You know, some, some some similar backgrounds and stuff. You know, uh, yeah. You know, I even saw that. Yeah, you know, that you know what it's like to be like the only black kid in class. That's kind of how my I grew up. You know, in Kansas. But go ahead, tell tell us how you grew up. Oh yeah, so um, I'm like you mentioned, I'm originally from Osceola, Georgia, small town, about four thousand people, really really small, two traffic lights. And I currently live in Brooklyn, New York, so small town girl in the city. Uh, so, yeah, I grew up in the small town. You know, similar to a lot of people during that time, I grew up, you know, remnants of Jim Crow South. So there was like a black side of town. There was a white side of town. There was a white prom queen. There was a black prom queen. So, so many things I experienced as a teenager, as a child. And I thought, you know, something about this isn't right. And I, when it, when it came to entrepreneurship, I knew I wanted to be a business owner. I knew I wanted to give back to my community, but I didn't see anyone who looked like me that owned their own business. It was only like the hairstylist, the barbershop owner, or like the cemetery, the um, mortician. So I thought, one, I got to get out of here. Two, I want to do something that's going to give back to my community. So I ended up, you know, graduating, going to Howard University, a renowned historically black college. And while there, like I witnessed the power of collaboration amongst my peers, so many beautiful, diverse black people just working to better ourselves and then also thinking about in what ways can we better our communities. And we often joke that the H in Howard stood for like hustle because everybody was working on like some type of business. Or they were working on just like furthering how were they going, what were they going to do after graduation? So for me, wow. seeing people that wanted to start businesses while I was in college, one of the things I noticed is that people, we didn't have access to a lot of resources. We didn't have access to a lot of things when it came to financial capital. So I thought, you know, after graduation, I want to do something for my community. And shortly after graduation, I started Black to Business, where our mission is really to help Black entrepreneurs navigate the world of business with the guidance, the tools, the resources, and the network needed for their businesses, not just to survive, but really thrive. So, wow, wow. That really has had, must have had an incredible impact because, you know, I went to college at the University of Arkansas and... Nobody around me was even 
thinking about yeah. you know, starting a business or anything. You know, when I when I hear that, um, you know, I've had a lot of respect for Howard, you know, but but when I hear that, I mean, it's I mean, that that had to have because because that sounds like what I hear about the people from, say, Stanford out here mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, you know, and it's uh, that, that's that, that's really incredible. That's really incredible. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and, and you've done so, so, so many incredible things with, um, with black to business. It's to, what, but, but like at some, some of the points, uh, you know, as you're growing the business, you know, so tell us about some, some of the, some of the struggles, you know, and that, and, and maybe some of the, some of the points where you just kind of like, you know, like I, I kind of say a lot of times, you know, where you just kind of drew a line in the sand, you know, and, and said, you know what, that's it. I'm, I'm, this is where this is it, and I'm going for it. You know, was there any, you know, any any points uh, along the way that that wow that helped you help you grow to this point? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, certainly. I think the thing is when I started Black to Business, I started it in 2013, and me and my friends right. who were in business, they often say like, I think you were very early because I was talking about Black business like before it was like popular to talk about. You know, like supporting Black mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started, I really remember like when I was younger, one of the things I did a lot of was researching, like, how did people become successful? Like, what did they do? And so I really started it as a blog, really interviewing people on their success stories. Like, how did you get where you are today? And then it essentially it started with people who were in New York and we got people who were like, OK, I want to be on the platform as well. But they weren't in New York. So I thought, here's something to this. Like people want to get exposure, but they also want to share how did they get where they are today, like black entrepreneurs. So we started, you know, with um just written content. Then we started with video and then we said, how can we increase our reach? And so we pivoted to podcasting. But throughout that time, of course, it was hard. You know, I I didn't have anybody that was an example of an entrepreneur. So a lot of it was figuring out on my own. And then on top of that, I had just moved to New York. I did not have a network of business people that I could go to. So what I really had was my reputation. And I often felt like it's so hard for me because I don't know anything about business hardly. And then I also, I don't know anyone. So it was like, you know, I felt like I had to work super hard to prove myself. And then I mm-hmm. thought, you know, what I can do is I can operate with integrity and I can give it my all and have a quality product. Mm-hmm. And then people will come to me. So that's essentially how we've been able to grow. It's been very organic. But I think the thing that separates black to business is that we really amplify the voices of these entrepreneurs, but we also amplify it in a way where they can flex their expertise. And we do so in a way where it's not just you telling your story, it's you telling X, Y, Z, how did you get there? And I think that's important because I remember not knowing the steps. For me, motivation wasn't enough. I need to know X, Y, Z, how did you get there and what did you do? So that's how I kind of like grew the business, but it was a lot of pivots for sure. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the things I was going to talk with you about later. Some of the pivoting and everything. Yes. But you know, is one of the things that that really, really impressed me a lot. You know, as I was researching with you and stuff, is how you talked about how you know you you used to read a lot growing up and everything. And you know, I even on you know saw some of the books that you that either have influenced you or that you recommend. You know, such as 
Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice. I dare. I, I mean, I've I've read Think and Grow Rich. I've heard you know the uh, the audio book. I didn't I didn't know there was a Black Choice. I I didn't know that. You know, uh, you know, Powernomics, Doctor Cloud. Hey, yo yo, can you talk about some of that? Because uh, you know, um, you you know, I've been I've been educated already just uh, by just by checking you out. Yeah, you definitely done uh, your research because I, well, you know I got a lot of respect for you know what you and what, what you're doing and what you've done. I mean, yo, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So actually, I just had Dr. Ken, Dennis Kimbrough, who was the writer of um, the Thinking Girl Witch of Black Choice. Black Wealth Choice. And he was on my podcast. So it was such a big deal to get someone like that on my podcast because that was one of the first books I read when it came to entrepreneurship, when it came to building wealth in the black community. And probably similar to you, Tony, I don't know if this was your experience, but for me growing up, I didn't have, I wasn't really taught my history growing up in the South. Like, where did I come from? What what could Black wealth look like? What does a Black entrepreneur look like? So a lot of it was, you know, growing up in the South, it was like very small, grew up very humble beginnings. But a lot of it is I was very inquisitive. Like, there's a whole world out there. And I discovered that through reading books, my mom really encouraged us to read a lot. We were always dropped off at the library. And I think that's when I knew, okay, there's something else outside of this town and so when i started those were the types of books that i was reading um dr dennis kimbrough paranomics by dr claude anderson and the thing i loved about those two people was the amount of research the wealth of knowledge that they have but also i felt like they um they didn't come with okay, these are the problems that we're having and we should just be angry. They came with, okay, these are the problems that we're facing in the black community. And this is the plan for us to get out of these problems that we're having. And I think that's what makes a great leader. And that's what I kind of wanted to model myself after these people who have a plan of action. So they really inspired me. I mean, you, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, I've got some homework to do after checking out, you know, some of your stuff. I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, where have I been? For, for, for <laughs> Life changing. And you don't know what you don't oh my know. Goodness. I did not know that until like college after, I think I had graduated, well, in college, probably like later in college. So I never mm-hmm. heard of them. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, um, why? Well, you talked a little bit about your, your, your podcast, you know, and uh, as I was checking it out, I was, I was like, incredibly professional well put together you know Thank with you. the uh the branding with every uh, i'm uh, congratulations Thank and uh, not only on that but on your success with that and a lot of people that that you've uh, obviously affected with that because you have some incredible incredible guests you know and they wouldn't come on if, if you they didn't respect you and have uh, such a good following Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I I I aspire to <laughs> to emulate some of that. So that that that's pretty cool. But yo, talk about now, you know, with uh with uh the black business toolkit. This is so awesome, you know, because like, hey, you know, I, I when I remember starting my company, you know, when I started my company in 2013, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 10 years ago. And, and it's after, you know, I'd had a pretty successful career, you know, and, you know, in, in, um, 
you know, on the corporate level, you know, being a VP mm-hmm. and all that stuff, you know, blah, 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 you know. And then I was, uh, got, got my, uh, my uh, MBA, you know, but hey, you know, it's totally different skill set, you know, yeah. as, as, as you know. And, and, and I, I did not have really uh, nothing like that, you know, and then yeah. all in one place, you know, I mean, like, hey, talk, talk about some, some, of, some of the uh, the stuff of the Black Business Toolkit. Yeah. So one of the things we offer in addition to our podcast is, of course, educating people. Um, But one of the things, of course, people as entrepreneurs have a lot of trouble with is financing their businesses, finding how to have affordable resources, not only that affordable, but free resources. So what we did was we kind of gathered what are some of the things that people are going to need to navigate entrepreneurship? And those are productivity tools. Those are management tools. Those are marketing tools. And so what the, the toolkit consists of is all of the, a lot of free and affordable tools that you can use to get started or just to scale your business at a low or affordable cost. So that's what the toolkit has. So it has like How do you, what are some of the accounting software that you might need? What are some of the ways that you can create Mm. graphics? Of course, a lot of people know about Canva. How do you, you know, track your KPIs, things like that. And so also, how do you manage your schedule? If you're going to be on a podcast or if you're going to have a, a meeting, what software are you doing to make that happen? And I think an important thing about business is, you don't always have to be the one to do the thing. Sometimes you can hire software to do that. And so that's what the toolkit has. It has what are some of the ways that you can hire software to do the things that you need to do in business? Because a lot of people are operating as solo entrepreneurs, so they don't mm-hmm. have the time to you know sit there and do a lot of the admin things. So that's what the toolkit entails. That's fantastic. You know, um, and um, okay, as as. Black entrepreneurs, you know, like like you mentioned, you know, so many are are solopreneurs mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, and um, I think it's great that that um, we're 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 kind of uh, growing up the fruit chain, so to speak, mm-hmm. to kind of get away from that, you know, because you know, yes. hey, if if you are the business and something, <laughs> then because uh, there there is a difference between being self-employed than, than than running a business you know what i'm saying right. and uh yeah you know when it when it's when you are the business you know hey you know you don't work you don't eat type of a thing you know you can't exactly. take care, you know and as we and it's and it's fantastic that that we're and you're so focused on and on building the generational wealth yes. through yes. business ownership you know through a lot of stuff the real estate that we touch today I'm going to yeah. give you the stage. Talk, talk some more about that because and how important that is. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the things that we face within a community, of course, things that are outside of our control. But I think a lot of people who want to operate businesses, they want to do so because there's a certain type of freedom that they want. And one of the biggest mistakes that people make, and I made the same mistakes, is, you know, I want to own my own business and I'm just going to jump ship or I'm just going to launch my business, not thinking about, you know, the way to generational wealth is not just employing yourself, it's employing others because you're giving people jobs to provide for their family. And then you're also having that power to make decisions within your community. So it's really showing us how do we, one, you might be the first person to start a business, but that's not, well, you might be the only person in your business for a while, but that's not where you want to end up because 
that's not going to do any good to the community. And that's what we want to do. The greater good is to help the community, which also overall helps the economy. And so one of the things is operating as a solo entrepreneur. You want to make sure that you have a business plan in place. It doesn't have to be a 20 page plan. It could be a business canvas, something that's very simple. And then as your business progresses, you build on that, but you have to start somewhere. And the thing you want to think about is how do I make sure that I am not creating a job, but I'm creating a business that can employ other people. So that's how you build generational wealth. Because if you're just working in a business by yourself for forever, that's not helping anyone. Not even you. You see, you know, because you hear it a lot, like, like, hey, you know, you if if you just if you've just not done nothing but just create yourself another a job, yeah, well, you got nothing to sell because nobody wants to buy a job, you know, right? Exactly. But like, you know, what what's what's awesome is, uh, you know, as, as you can really help with a lot of the mindset yeah. of uh, you know the long term, you know, that the other context, but also, you know, like you talked about the transition from. Being in a, in, in a job, a career, to to yeah. being a, a business owner, and you know, and hey, even having a, a plan in place, you know, hey, you have to, you know, you're gonna have to yeah. be flexible. You need a lot of support, you know, and, and you may have to give up some stuff it's for a little nice. while, you know. But, but the long term, you know, yeah. and it's that's difficult for a lot of people, you know. And how how, how do you help? How do you help others? through that part because that that's like the hardest mm-hmm. part you know, you know let's say let's say, you know after you know you've you, you know you've you've invest, lost let's say you can say invested but you can sort you can say oh i've lost you know or you can say hey it's just my education so to speak you know mm-hmm. 10 20 30 grand you know hey people the, the fear sets in right so yeah but that's part of the process but how do you help people do that yeah, I think I always tell people, of course, as somebody who has transitioned into full time entrepreneurship. And when I first moved to New York, I tell this story of the fact that I was broke when I moved to New York and I was doing my own business and I finally found a job. But it was like, OK, I don't want to do that again. So when I jump ship the next time, it was a little more calculated. So I've learned some things. But one of the things I always tell people is that. I've heard it once and it makes sense to me is if you cannot run a side business, you cannot run a business because a lot of things that you're going to do in business as a full-time entrepreneur is you're going to have to manage yourself. You're going to have to be on top of your mindset, your time. And so when you're able to balance that job, you're able to balance your business. It makes that transition a lot easier. And you have to think, I know we get so anxious and we're like, okay, I'm, I'm over this job. But you really have to change your mindset on how you look at your job. Look at your job as an investor into your business and be grateful, like practice gratitude. Okay, this is how I'm going to use my job, leverage my job, because a lot of times it's expensive to learn on our own. So maybe you might be learning a lot of things on the jobs dime, but you want to make sure how would you feel if someone was in your business and they weren't operating at their best. So that was one of the things I always thought about. Even when I got anxious, I was like, if this was my business, I wouldn't want anybody just, you know, what's the um silent quitting? What is it called? Quiet quitting in my business. Yeah. So I think we have to think about the job as an investor 
and not the enemy. So, you know, save up, really save up. But another thing I really encourage people to do is make sure that you have a plan and that also you have something in your business that is bringing in consistent revenue. It needs to be bringing in some type of consistent revenue. I do not advise just quitting your business and quitting your job and your business. Something in your business is not bringing in some revenue. It may not be enough to replace your salary, but it's bringing in some type of revenue where you see that, okay, if I focus on this 100%, I might be able to triple it or double it. And then there's a slow progression. So think about that on top of your savings because you do need a savings. So I think that that's what, it comes in, you need to create a plan, but you also have to change your mindset around, you know, how you look at your job. And it's really a long game. Like you mentioned, Tony, 2013, I've been doing this since 2013. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quit my job till like two years last year. So it's, it's, it takes a while. And I think so many times we look at what's happening online for online for a lot of people it happens fast and especially for black entrepreneurs yeah. we are we Always are the ones <laughs> yeah we're we're building the blueprint so for us a lot of times it's gonna you're setting that blueprint so it takes a lot of time to create a blueprint and it doesn't happen overnight for most people so i think that yeah, that's the best i would get oh I, I i i can probably do three four five shows just on <laughs> The ups and downs, you know, the relationships and stuff yeah. and everything and, you know, and, and uh, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it's only been, you know, finally over the last couple of years that yes. uh, we're, we, we finally have grown and grown, you know, get investors and, you know, but, but it's did not happen overnight. That, that no. is for sure. Well, I could talk to you all day, but yo, how did you come up with the manifesto? Yo, this is beautiful now. The yeah. future of business is black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People believe in the power. Of, where, how did you come up? This is this is beautiful. How did you? Where did you come up with that? You know, thank you so much. I actually had a as someone who I'll be honest, it, I've gotten to a place where it takes me time to like just really sit down and think. And I remember I had a business coach. She was like, "You need to do this." And it really made me think about, you know, what do I want my business to represent? What do I want people who are coming to Black to Business to know about what kind of impact we're making? And then also what kind of legacy we're going to create? So I do believe one of the things is that it's very powerful to say that the future of business is Black because that says that there is a future for Black businesses. And then also there is a future where we have a say-so in how the world operates. And I think that one of the other things is it was important for me to say that a lot of times as entrepreneurs in general, we feel like we're going at it alone. And especially as black entrepreneurs, we feel like nobody can relate. So it's almost like we are your family. We're here to guide you. We're here to be by your side throughout this process. Everything is not going to be perfect, but you know that you have a community of some sort to support you and you're not doing it alone. So I think that's what our manifesto like represents. It wants people to really feel like they're supported, they're seen. And then also that whatever they're creating, it has the opportunity, it has the power, and it has the like, it just has the power to make an impact. So that's what the, the manifesto is all about. Wow. 
Well, hey, I, I, I can talk to you all day. Congratulations on you. <laughs> all everything you're doing, all your success. We got to have you back because uh, there's so much that I didn't get to. I didn't get to the, uh, you know, the, the, the Black Man Awards, you know, which I appreciate very much. We take a beating. <laughs> we got we got to have you back, you know. But but before we do, you know, I'll let you go. Hey, ladies, we, we got to. Let everybody know how, how we how, how can audience get in touch with you and, and, and get in contact with you and stuff because you're doing so many fantastic things and man I'm sure you know globally that uh, you know you're, you're sought after but hey how, how how do we get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can definitely check me out. Check out the Black to Business podcast if you're interested in learning more about the startup journey, navigating business. That's a great place to start. Um, also, make sure you. Follow us on social media all across the board. It's at Black2Business, T-O, business. And then if you are someone who needs assistance with forming your business legally, we will be launching our business formation, our business center this spring, which will include helping people form their businesses, but also plan their businesses. So those are the ways that you can contact us. Those are the ways that we support you and we'll continue to support um, entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being our blacking. I think, uh, wow, I think that's about all the time we have. With, with, uh, we're going to have to definitely get you back. Thank you so much. And um, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Monique T. Marshall. I'm Tony Beeman. I'm for your host for Black Inc. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. <laughs>